0: All right, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. How's it going, Trace Church? How are we doing today? My students down here. That is good. Well done. Well done. Hey, my name's Aaron. I'm one of the pastors here. Incredibly grateful to have you with us. I want to say welcome to all of you in this room. I want to say welcome to those that will be joining us online today. And a special shout out to our guests. Thanks for joining us. If it's uh, your first time, we are honored to have you with us today. However that invitation came in your direction, whether it's social medias or neighbor or friend, uh, thanks for accepting it and uh, coming and joining us as we kick off this new series actually, actually today new series called Playlist, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second. But one of the things I'd like to do really quick, uh, last Sunday I got the opportunity to, go, to come on Sunday night and spend some time with our students. I don't get that uh, many opportunities to do that, and so uh, it was great to come and spend some time with them. They meet on six o'clock every Sunday night, and uh, if you have students who are not plugged into our student ministry, I'm telling you they're missing out. Uh, we have some of the best student leaders Uh, that I think you can find in a church. And it's, of course, led by Corey Bullock, one of our pastors here. And I just couldn't be more thrilled at what they're accomplishing on Sunday nights. Can, Can we just give it up for our students and all the leaders who help with our student ministry? Well, like I said today, we do kick off this new series called Playlist, and I thought it would be fun if we kicked this off maybe in a little bit of a different way, and so what I'd like to do is maybe throw out some different genres, different styles of music, and if it's your favorite style, just like throw your hand up, just some crowd participation, need your help this morning. So how many of you would say that rock and roll is your favorite style? Right here, yeah, yeah, look at you, all right, yeah, yeah, we've got some some, some of this going on, that's good, okay. How about jazz? Anybody? Jazz? Anybody would say jazz? All right, a couple. That's good. Yeah, just mellow down a little bit, a little bit. Just chill. Take it easy. Yeah. All right, how many of you would say that classic rock, like that's your thing? Classic rock? Anybody? Yeah, right here. Here it is. the goodie. So good. All right. How about classical? Anybody? Would anybody say classical is your favorite style of music? No, Not one? Maybe one? Alright, yeah, two, a couple, okay, alright, I think it's weird, but that's good if it's your thing. Now, how about hip-hop, anybody, would anybody say hip-hop's your favorite kind of you? Yeah, I can't believe we're actually playing this in church right now if you know anything about this song, but it's awesome. Hey, how many, would you, how many of you would say that like your style of music is just weird, right, you don't even know how, it's just weird, anybody, whatever this is, you know, just just maybe a little bit different, a little bit weird. All right, how about worship music? You're in church. Everybody's going to be more spiritual than you're supposed to. Yeah, anybody would say worship music's your favorite style? Okay. Did I forget any major genres of music? Guys, we're not talking about noise. We're talking about music. You set me up, man. You set me up. I don't know. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Here we go. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Hey, I, I need to let you know something up front. Uh, the message that I was going to preach to you this morning, I decided not to preach. I changed it on Thursday. And so here's what I want to do I just want to take a couple minutes and I actually want to tell you what I was planning to preach before I tell you what I'm actually going to preach on. You see, what I was planning to preach on was the redeeming value, the redeeming nature of who God is. And we were specifically going to look at the subjects uh, or the subject of music. Because often what we do, uh, Christians or maybe some of the guiltiest of this, we like to put labels on things, right? And so when we put labels on things, we kind of isolate what we think God can use and what he can't use. And I don't know if you've been around the church for any amount of time, you'll probably know uh, this, this theme, this idea called the worship wars. And the worship wars were these battles that happened within the church over music for probably the last 30 to 50 years. And so they would argue over whether you should have an organ or a piano. And I'm not joking. Like there are, there are stories about fist fights over the organ or the piano. And then you had some church said, no, 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 you shouldn't even have instruments at all. You should only be a cappella. And then we kind of make our way into more of a modern era where we're using all types of instruments. And when drums came on stage, like, oh man, we just let the devil in. I mean, that's what a lot of people thought. And now we're to a place to where it's more, you know, music is just one of the most subjective things that we have within the church. And so whether it's too loud or it's not loud enough, and here's something I wanted to let you know. When we first set out to start this church, we were very clear that we didn't want to put limitations on who God is. We, we do this. We do this often as Christians, right? I mean, it's, it's contemporary music or it's worship music, contemporary worship music, or it's secular or it's traditional. And sometimes those labels do help us to identify things, but sometimes labeling things also help us to discriminate against things, and also people. We talked about this last week, didn't we? And so what I want to encourage us to always do as a church is to be careful of the limitations that we put on God, because I believe God can redeem all things. Now, when I say all things, I mean, I kind of mean all types of things. God's not really going to redeem every song out there, right? I mean, I'm sure there's even some songs God's like, no thanks, but I believe God's in the nature of redeeming things. Look at the people in this room. All of us who have put our faith in Jesus have mess that surrounds and follows our lives, but yet he redeemed us. But then we put a title of secular on something, and all of a sudden we don't think God can use it. Friends, I'm here to tell you that when you do that, when you, when you put your labels on things and then determine what God can and can't use, you're limiting his creative power in your own life. And we're limiting his creative power in our own church. And so what we want to do is make sure we understand that God is in the business of redeeming things. All kinds of things. And when we don't view and approach God that way, we will, we will miss out on his creativity. So that was the message I was going to preach this morning. But then on Thursday, God began to take me in a different direction And so here's what I'd like for us to talk about today, beginning with this statement. I believe our lives, I believe our lives have a playlist. And I say that both metaphorically, but also literally, because we all have voices and medias that we play and repeat in our minds, whether they come from books, or yes, music or TV or radio or other sources of entertainment. To a great extent, this shapes how we think about our lives. And oftentimes even how we view the world. And music specifically seems to be a way that we attempt to kind of communicate who we are. Or the kind of things that we like or sometimes even how we feel. This past week, if you were to look at my playlist and the different songs that I was listening to, you would have found uh, several different genres of music. Uh, At home, when I'm with my kids, i got four kids, we've been jamming to the Showman soundtrack. Anybody else been listening? Yeah. Love this soundtrack, and we just act like idiots and jump around and dance, and I just love doing that with my kids. But then if you were to find me maybe with my feet up somewhere, kicking it by myself, you'd probably find me listening to some Ed Sheeran. Love that guy. And then if I was out working out or going for a run, you'd probably hear me listening to some R&B, maybe Neo, I I sound cool when I say that. And then we come in here on Sunday morning. And we worship with all kinds of different type of music. You see, our playlists, it goes beyond the music that we listen to. Because there are several different types of voices that we're allowing into our lives. Yeah, music is a part of that. And all that leads me to two important questions that I would really like all of us to wrestle with today. There are these two questions right here. What or who are you listening to? In other words, what is on the playlist for your life right now? And the reason that I think these two questions are so important is because what or who you listen to the most will ultimately shape how you think, how you live, but even more important than that, the person that you'll become. And the reason that I wanted to preach this sermon this morning is because I believe that there's space in all of our lives to refine our playlists, to start to think about the voices that we're actually listening to that ultimately will shape who we become. Now, some of you are familiar with the different streaming apps that you can get on your phone. And so Pandora is one of them. This is one that I used to use. I don't use this anymore because Tyler, our worship leader, put me on the Apple music. which was fantastic. Good job, by the way. But this is what I used to listen to, and so many of you are familiar with this. If you're not, I'll just explain it really quick. You get onto these kind of streaming stations, and when there's a song that comes up that you don't like, you can put a thumbs down, or if it's a song that you like, you do thumbs up. When you do thumbs down, they're not going to play that song for you anymore, but when you do thumbs up, that song will become a part of your playlist and to get into the rotation of the things that you want to hear. And if you do this long enough, you're actually going to create a playlist of things that only you want to listen to. Now, I did this for probably seven years with the genre of Christmas music. And for seven years, man, I just kept hitting this thumb down and this thumb up until I finally got my Christmas playlist so perfect. I mean, this thing was powerful. When I played this, it would start to snow outside, like tinsel was falling from the ceiling. It was that good. But I think you probably get that this goes on a lot further than music. You see, there are things that we probably need to be putting some thumbs down to in our life, things that we really don't need to be allowing to speak into our lives, different voices, different medias, because they're not leading us closer to Jesus, they're leading us further away. But then there are other things that maybe we need to be giving more thumbs up to. Ultimately, we want to come back to this one thing several times today, and it's this. What and who we listen to will ultimately shape who we become? And I just want you to think really quick. Think about all the different types of medias and voices that we allow into our lives. Here's a short list. We've got our parents, our friends, our teachers, coaches, professors, colleagues. Yes, the music that we listen to, the news, radio, TV, hopefully the Bible makes its way in there in our list. And I really do believe that oftentimes we're receiving so much information that we become oblivious to how these things are actually influencing and ultimately shaping our lives. Last week I talked about how if we're not careful, and if we don't keep our eyes fixed on Christ, this culture will carry us away. And so friends, I really do hope that Christ is important enough to you, or if he's not right now, that he will become important enough to you that you'll take some time and begin to refine the playlist of your life, the things that you're allowing to speak into your life, whether it's a who or whether it's a what, because who and what we listen to will ultimately shape who we become. If you've been coming here for any amount of time, you know that we were, we're trying to create a culture of transparency here. and I'm going to have a moment of transparency right now, something I really don't want to confess to you, uh, the first concert that I ever went to was Millie Vanilli, right? Just let me, blame it on the rain that was falling, falling. Blame it on the. You guys totally just left me hanging there, man. I, I put myself out there, and you didn't even not even. Oh, I'm never gonna do that again. Maybe I'm the only fan. These guys, man, they hit it big and they hit it fast. They became a name really quick, but they as quick as they, you know, developed stardom, they lost it. Because they ended up finding out these guys were never actually singing. They were lip-singing the whole time. Let me make a hard statement this morning. Many of us know how to say a lot of the right things. In other words, we know how to confess God with our lips. But when it comes to how we're actually living our lives, we're denying him. In other words, I guess we could say we've learned how to lip-sync, sometimes in our faith. I remember when I first turned my life around. Many of you know my story. I'm not going to get into it right now. But when I first decided that, man, I was done kind of living in the mess that I had created for my life by not choosing Jesus, even though I believed in him my whole life. And when I had that pivotal moment where I turned away, I really did want to leave my sinful self behind. But there was a refining process to the playlist in my life, the, the voices and the different medias that I was allowing to enter into my life. And so as I began to pursue God in hopes to become the man that he wanted me to be, I began to test different things in my life against what I had coming in and versus who I wanted to be. In other words, I was testing the things that I was listening to, to who God wanted me to be. I was testing the things that I was watching to who God wanted me to be. I was testing the people that I spent time with with who God wanted me to be. Paul mentions this when he's writing his letter to first, in 1 first Thessalonians to the church in Thessalonica, and he says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Don't miss this. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all test them all hold on to what is good but reject every kind of evil friends if there is no testing in our life if there is no refining process for the for the playlist of our lives what we're allowing to come in the kind of information and noise that we're consuming yes even evil can make its way into our life now does this mean that we shouldn't engage culture at all Does this mean we just back away and we only kind of put ourselves in Christian context all the time? No, I don't think that's the answer. I don't think that's what God has ever called us to do. I believe God wants us to be engaged with culture, but don't miss my next statement. But he doesn't want to lose us to it. Can I say it again? I believe God wants us to engage with culture, but he doesn't want to lose us to it. I think this is what Paul was getting at when he was writing to this young man named Timothy. He wrote him a couple letters. We have these in the New Testament. And when he's writing his second letter to Timothy, he says this, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Man, if there's a statement that defines our culture today, that's it. They will reject the truth and they will chase after myths but you but you you should keep a clear mind in every situation so how do we do that how do we keep a clear mind when we're constantly being bombarded and consumed and flooded with tons of information a lot of it that's really just nonsense a lot of it it's not just you know it doesn't have any value to it it's actually leading us away from god so how do we keep a clear mind in every situation We have to have a refining process. Friends, one of the things that psychologists are finding today is that our personal opinions, the weight and value and merit to which we give our personal opinions, are at an all-time high, which means pride is at an all-time high. And not only are we giving all this weight and merit and value to our own personal opinions, we want all of those opinions to be validated. And here's the thing. you You can almost get any opinion validated today. All you got to do is go to these different social medias you know, or online somewhere and just find people who think the way that you think or are saying the same things that you say. And so now we've got all these people walking around with these opinions that they have—they felt like they've, that have been validated, and so now they feel like they're right, and so what do they want to do? They want to share those opinions. And so we're in this, this age of information where we're being, again, just flooded with people's opinions who believe that they're right. Man, just ask a first-time mom how many opinions she, she's gotten about becoming a first-time mom, or maybe a couple who's getting married for the first time. Everybody likes to share their opinions. Or for goodness sakes, ask a pastor how many opinions we get on a weekly basis. All you guys know how to do church. Now don't get me wrong, all your opinions are really good. <laughs> Let me read something to you that the Apostle John says that I think will be beneficial for us this morning. He says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak By the Spirit, you must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets or teachers in this world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet or teacher acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, I want to be clear about that, the truth about Jesus, not the fact that Jesus exists, but the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist or evil, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. But you, but you, you belong to God, my dear dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who is in this world. Let me talk to a select group of people in here right now. Some of you know that you're you you know this. You're allowing voices in your life right now that are not only foolish, not only unhealthy and unwise, but potentially borderline evil. Because they're not just speaking foolishness in your life, they're literally trying to pull you away from your faith and focus on Jesus. And I'm here to encourage you this morning and just to repeat what the apostle John said, the spirit that lives inside of you, if you have put your faith in Jesus, you have the ability to overcome that, if you so choose. Now, I don't know your story. You may be trapped into some kind of friendship or relationship where you're constantly, you know, hearing some just unhealthy noise. But again, I just want to remind you, you have the ability, you have the power because of the spirit of God who lives in you to overcome that, if you so choose. And you know as well as I do, it may be hard, but it is incredibly necessary for you to remove those voices in your life. For the rest of us, I would say this. I want us to wrestle with this question, not just wrestle with it. I think this is kind of the drive-home question. I think this is the question that I would encourage those of you that are in neighboring groups to discuss this week. If you're not in a neighboring group, man, that's the biggest win here. We want everybody in a group. We feel that's where you're, you're going to experience biblical community. This is the, the best design of, for the way the church can be carried out is in the context of a smaller group. And so here's the question I would want us to wrestle with. What voice or voices are you allowing to shape the way that you think? What voice or voices are you allowing to shape the way that you think? Because what and who we listen to will ultimately shape who we become. One of my favorite Proverbs is in chapter 13, verse 20, and Solomon says this, He who walks with the wise or listens to the wise... They'll grow wise, but a companion of fools, people that are listening to constant foolishness, sometimes borderline evil, you'll suffer harm. So let's get really practical. Friends, I think it's time that we go through this refining process of the playlist in our lives. And maybe the way that we could describe it is this way let's let's create an intentional playlist. An intentional playlist meaning things that we desire to listen to the most, things that we can put in our life and make sure that we're hearing from those voices more often than the voices that are constantly bombarding us, sometimes even if we don't want to hear from them. And at the top of that list, amidst all the noise that we're going to be listening to in this life, in this age of information, at the top of that list better be Jesus. Because if it's not, then this culture will carry us away. Now you may ask, well, what does that look like, Aaron? Like, how do I... How do I make my intentional playlist you know, be in a such a way that I'm constantly hearing from Jesus? Well, if you don't know where to start, I would encourage you to start with the Gospels. Let, talk, let technology work to your advantage. You can drive in your car today and hit a button and let the Bible read to you. And just hear from the words of Jesus. And let him begin to weed out truth from lies in your life. Create your own intentional playlist. Friends, there's plenty of noise out there. And if we're not intentional about putting the right things in place to make sure we're hearing from the right voices, we will be carried away by this culture, and sometimes without even knowing it. One of the things I've said many times, and I'll say again, I've never heard from the voice of God in an audible way. So when you're looking to hear from His voice, oftentimes it's a stirring within our hearts and our minds and even emotions different convictions that cause us to to lead us away from unhealthy things to healthy things, to lead us away from this culture sometimes that's trying to pull us away from Christ and actually fix our eyes back on Christ. When Jesus was actually walking this earth about 2,000 years ago, he was trying to help some of the religious leaders of that day to see that there was a different way. And he was that way. But the problem was, is these guys had already been affirmed in their own opinions, and they'd been a part of so much religious noise up to that point that they couldn't even hear the Son of God when He was right in front of them, speaking to them, trying to get their attention. Man, I pray that that's never true for any of us in here. There's plenty of noise that's going to come in between you and the voice of God, so we have to be intentional about putting a playlist in place, that allows us to be fed, whether it's the word of God or just things that are going to lead us towards him. At one point in time, one of these Pharisees, one of these religious leaders, gets upset with Jesus, and he kind of yells out, and he says, if you're the Messiah, man, just tell us. And so Jesus answered, I did tell you. I did tell you, but you didn't believe. You see, the works that I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you don't believe because you're not my sheep. You're not my kids, because my sheep, they listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Let me close by saying, actually, let me close by talking to a few different groups of people. There might be a group of people in here, and over the course of your life, you've heard your fair share of religious noise. And maybe for you, you're still trying to refine through that noise of what's true and what's a lie. And I want to encourage you that this is a safe place to ref- kind of go through that refining process. If you want to er- ever sit down with me or Corey, we'd love to sit down and just kind of help you through that process. We don't have all the answers, but we can try to help you to weed out the truth from a lie because some of the worst noise in our life actually comes from, re- from religion that doesn't represent Jesus there's another group of people in here, and you've, you've heard a different kind of noise. You see, for you, it may have been a parent or a spouse or a close friend or family member, and they spoke a lot of noise into your life that did harm. And you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. You kind of got that on repeat, don't you? Whenever things aren't going well, you maybe go back to this and just click repeat, and you start reliving or rehearing those things all over again, and some of those are still telling you and feeding you lies. It's time to move that crap to the junk folder. It's time to get rid of the noises that are not just currently coming into your life, but what has come into your life in the past. I want to make this statement real quick. Sometimes it's just as important to refine what you've heard in the past as it is to refine what you're hearing in the present. There's one more group of people in here. Some of you, you know you're allowing this culture right now to carry you away from Christ. And it could be through the different medias. Maybe you know right now it's the things that you watch, the things that you listen to. And again, let me say it one more time. I'm not telling you you shouldn't engage with culture. I'm not telling you you should just put yourself in some big Christian bubble or Christian context. Yes, engage with culture, but not at the expense of losing yourself to it. So some of you... As you go through this refining process, you need to start to pick out and pick away, and it may be a little tougher for you depending on how far you've already been carried away, the things that are coming into your life that you know, like it's not even a debate, you know it's carrying you away from where God wants you to be. I've been there, friends. I don't want that for you. It will never, it will never allow you to end up in a place that you want to be. Let me remind you that what and who we listen to the most will ultimately shape who we become. It's time to refine the playlist of our lives. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite the band to come back up here. And they're going to lead us in a song that you probably have never heard in church before. And so again, within, under this umbrella of kind of what I began with, this idea of God's in the business of redeeming all kinds of music. My hope is that we begin to put away titles and we begin to put away labels for the sake of listening for God's voice in many different areas of our life and many different things that we put labels on because he shows up in the most unexpected ways sometimes, doesn't he? So maybe two words that you can focus on, especially as Tyler's going to lead you in into a time of response here in a few moments, redeeming and refinement, redeeming. And refinement. Let me pray for us. Father, all of us have areas in our life that need to be refined. And one of the most beautiful things about your Holy Spirit that you say you give us, it's the best gift we could ever receive by putting our faith in your son Jesus, is he will help us go through that refining process. That gift that you put inside of us is literally your son Jesus trying to help us to weed out the truth from the lies. So God, I pray that we just engage the very gift and the very tool that you've already given us to start to focus in more more clearly and more succinctly on the things that we should be allowing into our life, the different voices, the different medias, and begin to make some hard decisions to get rid of the things that are adding no value. Maybe not just not adding value, but potentially moving us towards evil in our lives. So Father, I pray that you become a part of this refining process with us this morning. You know we can't do it without you. We pray this in Christ's name.